Hello, everyone. My name is Sherry Rice, and I am CEO of Access to Healthcare Network. Welcome to our podcast, Access to Health. Our goal is to bring you informative speakers from the healthcare industry to give you information that can help you make your healthcare decisions. Today, we are talking about the 2019 Nevada County Health Rankings Report. And my guest is Dr. John Packham, Associate Dean, Office of Statewide Initiatives, University of Nevada, Reno, School of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Packham. Good to join you. So let's talk about the 2019 Nevada County Health Rankings Report. And uh, hopefully today we can't keep it, we can keep it from being a little too dry. But first of all, we need to talk about what is the report, who compiles it, is it an annual report, and how is the information used? Yes, this is a report that comes out every spring. It's underwritten by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, who for the past decade or so has produced these annual reports for each state in the country. And what the report does is takes a deeper dive into a set of health uh, uh, measures and rankings and then develops a, a list of uh, uh, county health rankings uh, from the healthiest county in Nevada on health factors and outcomes to the least healthiest. And uh, so what it provides is a really uh, detailed uh, uh, description of how counties vary, and they vary enormously in terms of health and well-being. And it's an improvement on state health rankings. Uh, there's also some uh, great data on state health rankings, but uh, knowing what uh, uh, a state's uh, uh, adult smoking uh, prevalence, for example, doesn't really tell you where to target your efforts or how to address that. Uh, the county rankings provide that information for us to uh, be able to focus on uh, counties such as rural counties that tend to have higher smoking prevalence rates, poor seatbelt usage, et cetera. And so, um, uh, again, uh, uh, targeting uh, resources in a state that is very stingy and scarce with resources is important. And who are the partners that compile this report? Uh, again, what this is tapping into is uh, uh, data on uh, over a hundred measures uh, uh, of uh, health and well-being. Uh, kind of their uh, minimum requirement is that uh, the data is collected at the county level. So if we don't have county level data, you won't see it in this type of report. But whether it's smoking, obesity, uh, physical inactivity, health insurance coverage, uh, et cetera, uh, you'll find it in this type of uh, rankings. So there must be a myriad of ways that this report can be used from mm -hmm. policy to how we do our health care in each community. Right. Yeah. And, and again, that's, that's an explicit aim of this project is to inform uh, policy development, but really importantly, at the local level. So uh, every county in Nevada has a, a county commission, and uh, most of them have local boards of health. And what this type of data has been uh, uh, wonderful for is uh, highlighting, for example, in Mineral County, uh, what do we really need to focus on uh, versus, say, a more uh, affluent uh, uh, county such as Douglas that uh, has to worry less about uh, some of the things uh, such as child poverty and single-headed households uh, that a poor uh, county like Mineral or Nye uh, faces. So if we saw in one county that smoking was going up, then the commissioner, whoever el who ever else would put money into programming, mm -hmm. would be able to say we need more smoking cessation programs. Right, right. 
And I think, you know, a good example is the issue of e-cigarette use among middle schools and high school uh, students in this state. And kind of what we're seeing is in al- almost all corners of the state, rural and urban, uh, those uh, rates inching up. And so that's that's a cause for concern. Uh, I think we, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. So just as we're uh, focusing on uh, smoking uh, use among young people, we need to really be paying attention to e-cigarette use. Well, the beauty of this podcast is we can go off on little uh, little ideas that come up in the conversation. So you bring up e-cigarettes. Do teenagers feel that they are smoking if they're smoking an e-cigarette and not a cigarette? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I I, I haven't asked one lately, uh, but uh, what I do know is those prevalence rates are going up. And uh, uh, for the life of me, I can't uh, see why uh, either at the local or state level we should be um, uh, standing idle when uh, we don't want to create another generation of nicotine addicts, which is exactly what's happening with e-cigarette use. Yeah, absolutely true. Well, so this report is compiled. This report goes to... A whole lot of entities, but it also goes to our lawmakers. It goes down to the local level. They're Mm -hmm. able to say where they want to put the programming. So now we know sort of how the report is used. But before we talk about the data, let's talk about some of the the words that are used in the report so that we can understand what they mean. When we talk about health issues that are discussed in the report, the words come up health outcomes, health factors. What are these and how do they impact our lives? Sure. Uh, I think in, in the United States and, and a lot of other uh, places in the developed world, when we talk about health, we typically start with health care. And in the United States, we've had a uh, rather robust uh, debate and set of policy developments over the last decade having to do with insurance coverage and how that uh, uh, is tied to access to care. What's cool about the Robert Wood Johnson uh, Foundation report uh, in the county rankings is they say, yes, that's important, but that's just a relatively small slice of uh, the action in terms of what is driving health outcomes. So with health outcomes, the idea is uh, uh, how long do you live? Uh, how much uh, uh, disease and disability are you likely to encounter uh, in your lifetime? Uh, what are some of the health behaviors that are uh, connected with uh, those outcomes? Uh, what are uh, aspects of both the social and physical environment that are conducive to health or uh, uh, the opposite uh, to poorer health? And what the uh, you, you know, kind of the uh, genesis of this report and this type of data is to highlight that health is a, uh, a lot more than what happens inside uh, a doctor's office or the clinic walls of a hospital. Uh, it has to do with uh, the environments that we live in, uh, environments, again, that are uh, conducive or not conducive uh, to health and so forth. And um, uh, again, uh, uh, what are the uh, public policy implications of that? Uh, I, I always want to caution that it's important to be thinking about access to care and health insurance coverage, uh, but a community's um, high school graduation rate, uh, the uh, opportunities for um, uh, income and wage growth, uh, uh, the degree to which a community has affordable housing, that range of social and uh, economic determinants are much more powerful uh, than simply knowing uh, what the community's uh, health insurance coverage rate is. So do we see a direct correlation between higher education and people who are healthier? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's one of the most solid um, 
uh, findings in social epidemiology with each uh, level of increase in education uh, you see, you see improved uh, health outcomes so that if you compared uh, uh, the uh, life expectancy of an individual with a high school graduation uh, uh, or the highest level of education being a, a high school diploma or a GED uh, versus somebody who is a college graduate or even has an advanced degree, uh, it's an improvement in life expectancy uh, with each increment uh, of education uh, resulting in uh, a gain of maybe five or six years uh, per person. And that's irrespective of whether you have insurance coverage or where you live and so forth. Interesting. Uh, I know I know the people who will listen to this podcast are probably going to next ask, why? Why is that correlation? Is it that if you have a higher education, you will make more money and therefore you'll be able to afford your medicines or you'd have that, decent housing? That, that's it- research shows with respect to the relationship between education and health uh, is that there are a number of social factors at play there. So yes, uh, uh, better education translates into better job opportunities and opportunities for income growth. Uh, those also in turn uh, translate into a greater likelihood of having health insurance coverage. Uh, the majority of people who work uh, at uh, UNR uh, with uh, uh, bachelor's degrees also have access to good um, uh, health insurance coverage. They also have less stressful job conditions. Though don't tell anybody that. Uh, they'll tell you uh, opposite, but uh, they do have better uh, work conditions, et cetera, et cetera. I think with respect to the way uh, people with more education uh, interact with the healthcare system, uh, and this is not to be demeaning to those who, uh, without education, uh, they're more health literate. That is to say, uh, they know how to navigate the system. Uh, uh, they know how to um, uh, expedite a specialty consultation and so forth. Uh, so uh, that, again, at the end of the day, education just confers so many health advantages uh, uh, to individuals with more versus less education. We really see that at Access to Healthcare as we care coordinate people that have never had insurance before onto an insurance product, <clears throat> and then we care coordinate them. If they don't know what a copay is, they don't know what cost share is, uh, they really, it's a handicap for them, and many times you just don't use your product. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've got an advanced degree, and I still don't understand it, uh, the healthcare the system uh, in many yeah. respects. But again, uh, uh, that education and uh, uh, the, the job that I enjoy uh, allow me uh, much greater latitude and uh, opportunity to access the system uh, uh, just owing to, you know, uh, a higher socioeconomic status. So what's the difference between a health outcome and a health factor? Yeah, in yeah, this report, uh, the, the uh, attention is uh, on a couple of major uh, health outcomes uh, so that uh, what is looked at in this report is um, uh, an estimate of a county's level of premature death. So uh, we can compare counties on that regard. Uh, the report also looks at uh, life expectancy. So what is the average number of years uh, at birth uh, can an individual who's born in Washoe County today expect to live? It's a little, it's around 80 years uh, and has improved steadily over uh, uh, the last half century. Uh, the report also looks at what we call subjective health outcomes. So the, there's plenty of survey data uh, asking uh, individuals uh, across the state and across the country uh, 
how was your uh, mental health or physical health in the past 30 days? And so we got really a pretty good data uh, that's consistent over time uh, on uh, those subjective uh, accounts. So it's a blend of subjective and objective measures of health outcomes. Uh, but the report also looks at health factors. Uh, and again, what are uh, the factors uh, driving those differences in health outcomes? So tobacco use, diet and exercise, alcohol use, uh, drug use, uh, sexual activity are examples of health behaviors driving uh, health outcomes. Likewise, the uh, uh, report draws attention to uh, what we've already discussed, which is educational attainment and its connection to health, but also employment, income, uh, family and social supports, uh, and so forth. Uh, again, uh, what's interesting uh, right now in uh, uh, Nevada and the U.S. is uh, 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 policymakers uh, taking seriously issues such as uh, uh, minimum wage, for example, and uh, knowing that income is uh, tied to health outcomes. Uh, what can uh, a state or a locality do with respect to uh, minimum wage rates or setting a floor on, on how poor an individual can be? Uh, social supports. Uh, our legisla uh, legislature in 2019 uh, uh, took a very close look at housing. And some of the uh, final legislation uh, was a little bit timid, but I think there was a recognition uh, that housing is an important issue in and of its own right, uh, but it's also connected to health. Uh, if you're spending um, um, uh, half your income on rent, uh, that's less dollars you can spend on engaging in healthy behaviors, uh, health insurance coverage. Uh, co-pays and deductibles if you do have health insurance and so forth. So uh, that there's, a, there's an important uh, recognition in Nevada uh, right now and uh, a number of other Western states uh, that if we don't deal with affordable housing, uh, it's going to have ripple effects that include poorer health outcomes. So we've sort of connected the dots to the issue of low income and uh, and not having resources. There are also a lot of people in middle and upper income that have um, unhealthy behaviors, mm -hmm. and their health outcomes are poor. Yeah. I think that we talk a lot about type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. That certainly is on the rise, but it's, it's on the rise between all income levels. And so is a report showing that even in the communities or in the counties that have uh, higher income, that the health outcomes are increasing or decreasing? Well, I think that I, I would I would caution that uh, even even though we're seeing, uh, for example, obesity rates uh, rise across most counties of Nevada, the state, uh, that's been happening for uh, the past 15 or 20 years. The burden of uh, chronic disease resulting from obesity uh, uh, does vary by social class. It does vary by race and ethnicity so that... Uh, uh, when you control for uh, uh, some of uh, uh, those socio-demographic uh, characteristics, what you see is, um, again, the burden of disease and disability falls on those uh, with the le least means, even though we see it as kind of a, a feature of our uh, community. I mean, ask any family doc. Um, uh, they're, they're probably uh, seeing fewer smokers, but more people uh, that are meet any clinical definition of obesity. So someone who has a higher income possibly would be able to get their, their 
chronic disease under control better than somebody they, of they will They will have, uh, all things being equal, they will have a much better uh, opportunity to, to manage those and to address them uh, quickly, you know, and uh, uh, be less inclined to uh, uh, not do a follow-up visit or enter into a chronic disease management program uh, owing to what it might cost them out of pocket, uh, assuming they have health insurance. So what do we mean by the large-term community health? Is this report assessing every community's health, yeah. uh, every county's health? Yeah, and I think that's what I like about the, the, the report. Uh, it's saying that, um, and, I, and I mean, it's impossible not to think about health in individual terms. All of us do that. And what are we doing um, uh, to stay or uh, keep healthy uh, or to preserve health and so forth? Uh, but what these types of report uh, draw attention to is, uh, again, a snapshot of uh, what the uh, overall health of the population is. And here in um, um, uh, Nevada in this report, the, the focus is on the county level. So uh, if we look at health outcomes uh, in our state, uh, uh, Douglas County, uh, Washoe County, Elko tend to have uh, better population or community health level uh, uh, measures uh, year after year. Um, uh, and uh, conversely, uh, counties like Mineral and Pershing and uh, uh, Nye counties tend to have uniformly uh, poor outcomes. And uh, it's interesting because um, uh, what that draws attention to is the persistence of factors that are driving those poor health outcomes, uh, lower high school graduation rates, uh, greater numbers of children in poverty, um, uh, in addition to uh, uh, some of the uh, other health behaviors, uh, such as smoking and, again, physical inactivity and so forth. And what do we see in Clark County? That is our largest county. Um, what we see uh, from a statistical point of view is a moving target. <laughs> um, uh, Clark County is interesting right now in that it's uh, getting very close to approaching uh, population growth rates that we didn't see uh, um, uh, we haven't seen uh, since the uh, previous, uh, the onset of the Great Recession, uh, so that what you have there um, is uh, about four or 5,000 people coming into the county every month, wow. uh, maybe 1,000 leaving, but uh, just rapid acceleration in population growth. Uh, it's a younger population. It's more, uh, more of a working age uh, population drawn to uh, the valley for jobs and so forth. Um, but I can say... Um, that there's a, a, uh, a number of factors that uh, are not conducive to health in that development. Well, that's and, certainly going to stress chief, your physical environment. Well, factors. stressing uh, uh, physical and uh, social supports and so forth uh, uh, from kind of an environmental perspective, uh, but it's also just accelerating uh, the the housing problem uh, down there. If you're if you're adding 4,000 people, um, a couple of uh, thousand uh, households, however you want to define it, uh, it's hard to imagine the, the housing supplier stock keeping up with uh, that kind of growth, which just puts pressure uh, uh, on uh, uh, households uh, as they see, again, a greater proportion of their income going to just rent uh, or housing costs. Well, here in Washoe County, we're certainly seeing that also, not mm -hmm. the not the influx of people the way we are in Clark County, but here on the housing level uh, and downtown with so many of the motels being raised mm -hmm. and people not having a place to live, 
we certainly are seeing that at access to health care because yeah. we take care of a lot of people that don't have insurance and uh, they just don't have any place to go. Right. One of the physical environments would be the air quality and also the water quality. Do we have mm. issues with those in Nevada? Uh, we do to a certain extent, but boy, I, w- I would draw uh, more attention to some of these these other factors that we've discussed. I mean, uh, when I just looking around our community and how much it's changed over, say, the last ten years, I think we've we've done a much better job in making. Uh, the built environment, as they say, uh, conducive to good health, so that uh, with each road repair or new road, you see more bike lanes, you see more pedestrian-friendly um, um, means of transport and so forth, so that uh, uh, one of the, the uh, county rankings uh, recommendations is we need to do whatever we can to make uh, the physical environment one that's healthy or conducive to health. And that's not just parks and uh, recreation opportunities, but uh, making our streets safer. I mean, Las Vegas, for example, has one of the highest pedestrian uh, injury and mortality rates in the country. Well, a lot of that owes to a, <laughs> if you look at some of the uh, major thoroughfares there, uh, being these six or eight lane drag strips, uh, mm-hmm. uh, where it's uh, a challenge just to get across the street and so forth. Uh, Throw in immoderate alcohol use, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you've got the the uh, perfect public yeah. health problem. Yeah, but again, we we know what that um, uh, we know what some of the remedies are, and uh, so that uh, uh, whether it's changes to street or road design, uh, et cetera, uh, there are things we can do about that. How would you recommend a physician use this report? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I haven't thought about that, but uh, uh, I, I think that. Uh, Just to give uh, uh, maybe a couple of uh, examples, Uh, we know that immunization rates are uh, connected to health outcomes, but that uh, uh, a family's receptivity uh, to uh, immunizing their their kid is um, uh, something that uh, family docs and pediatricians always have to battle with. But uh, I don't have a good answer to that question. What about (laughs) hospitals? How would you recommend they use it? Uh, I think the hospitals could. uh, I I think the way a hospital uh, could or should use this report is uh, just to recognize that there are determinants outside of the hospital walls um, uh, that are influencing uh, health. Uh, Maybe a good example would be uh, mammography screening. What we see is uh, wildly varying um, uh, rates across uh, counties, uh, which uh, suggests that uh, having uh, clinical services available uh, to uh, individuals in a community uh, does not necessarily mean the, the deal will be sealed in terms of uh, them using. Uh, some counties have uh, mammography screening rates uh, well below 50 percent, and that's, that's an opportunity uh, for um, healthcare providers to step up, uh, and uh, if it's more outreach, uh, whatever it takes. Um, uh, to improve those uh, rates. Uh, in Washoe County, uh, for example, we've seen uh, colon c- uh, cancer screening rates improve year by year uh, once a concerted effort was made uh, for that type of outreach. Uh, it helps uh, uh, when the Affordable Care Act uh, says that uh, that will be covered with no cost pays uh, or uh, cost-sharing uh, requirements. Uh, but again, 
Uh, just having that uh, insurance product in your, your back pocket doesn't guarantee that uh, you'll see those screening rates grow up, uh, uh, go up in any community. Uh, that requires efforts of healthcare leaders, uh, policymakers, and so forth uh, uh, to give, give those that uh, type of behavior or utilization a push. So let's talk a little bit about the data and the rankings. Mm -hmm. I noticed on the report that the rankings are plus, uh, minus. Give give me a little overview of how these rankings were done and what changes that you saw. Okay. So, uh, again, uh, each of the rankings uh, are divided into uh, health outcomes on one hand, that is – um, what is um, uh, what does uh, today's health look like, and uh, a separate set of rankings on health factors, and that is what's driving tomorrow's health, uh, if you will. And what we see with respect to uh, health outcomes uh, is uh, Lincoln Douglas, Pershing, Elko, and Story uh, at the top, along with Washoe County. And uh, on the bottom end of the rankings, Lyon County, White Pine, Carson City, Mineral, and Nye. And uh, what we also see is not much change in those rankings uh, from year to year. I think it's remarkable that there's uh, stability, but not necessarily a surprise uh, given uh, uh, the weight or importance to some of those factors that are very slow and resistant uh, uh, to change. Such stability, as but not necessarily progress. Stability, not necessarily progress. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and we're... Stability is better than non-stability, but yeah. progress would be the most beneficial. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, those counties at the the bottom end of uh, the rankings each year uh, are typically uh, characterized uh, by, um, uh, um, like I said, lower high school graduation rates, um, uh, more uh, persistent poverty, uh, and so forth. Uh, whereas the uh, 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 counties at the top of the rankings uh, tend to uh, score better on uh, behaviors, again, such as uh, adult smoking rates uh, and, and so forth. So what do we see in relationship to the rankings in each county? What do we see as a responsibility of certain entities, certainly the individual, the government, mm-hmm. businesses, community? The medical community. Let's start with individuals. From this report, what do you think is our responsibility? Well, I'm not sure what the individual response is. Uh, I can tell you how my office has used this data. Um, we work with uh, counties across the state, uh, but uh, in particular rural c- uh, counties. And what we like to uh, do with this data is highlight uh, to uh, not just local health care leaders, but policymakers, those county commissioners, uh, county managers, and so forth. Um, uh, areas of uh, uh, social and economic life in a community uh, that are uh, amenable uh, uh, to changes in policy that we know would improve uh, health. Um, uh, We've talked a little bit uh, about affordable housing. Uh, Another issue that percolates uh, up in this report is uh, access to uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. It's something as simple as that uh, we know is connected to health. Well, we also know that there are policy measures uh, that local leaders can take to improve that, uh, whether it's uh, incentives uh, for grocers to set up in a rural community. That's a daunting uh, economic <laughs> uh, uh, challenge, uh, uh, particularly in uh, small, uh, sparsely populated uh, rural communities. Uh, but again, it's it's a step that local leaders uh, can uh, uh, take, again, to uh, uh, improve health in small but important ways. 
When we're talking about what an individual can do that would have impact on this report, it seems that it would be the health behaviors, the tobacco use, diet and exercise, alcohol, drug and drug use, sexual activity. Um, an individual truly can impact this report. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would I would I think the individual could take things away from uh, th this this report and uh, be thinking about meaningful uh, steps that a, a person could take uh, but it's beyond the uh, control of an individual to affect uh, 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 for example uh, smoking in your workplace if you work in a casino and that's the only game in town uh, and so uh, it, it's a blend of of uh, uh, data that uh, informs what an individual can do, but it's also highlighting, you, you know, social uh, uh, environments uh, that are uh, stubborn to change and that need uh, a kind of a broader uh, set of uh, measures to affect. Uh, we, yeah, we've made we've point. made progress in the state in a lot of areas. I mentioned uh, smoke-free venues uh, with the Clean Indoor Air Act. Uh, for the better part of a decade, we've seen workplaces, uh, places where people. Um, uh, recreate or uh, uh, go out for dinner and so forth. That that number where you're exposed to smoke uh, shrink, but we're still not not there. Uh, we still have uh, our our state's major uh, gaming and tourist uh, industries uh, still characterized by workplaces where one in ten people are exposed to secondhand smoke just by showing up to work every day. Uh, so there's there's opportunities for change there. I know those of us that don't have to work in that type of environment forget that there are we so do. many people that are working in it. Yeah, we do. And, you know, the, the campus at uh, University of Nevada, Reno, has been uh, smoke-free. Uh, but uh, that success story uh, just highlights uh, the absolute importance of increasing rather than decreasing the uh, number of environments in which that's normal or uh, accepted behavior. Uh, we don't think about it on campus because we don't see it. <laughs> uh, uh, not, not so much uh, the case if you step foot in a casino. So the individual can assess what control they have over their health factors and then put some energy into that, the ones that they can control. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about health factors, health outcomes, what do you feel is the responsibility of our government? Well, I think uh, one responsibility of uh, government and policymakers is to follow the evidence. Um, one of the uh, always the good and bad uh, with a, a legislative uh, session is the reminder uh, of um, the the priority of policymakers is not necessarily um, something that's driven by evidence. Um, we haven't passed comprehensive sex education in this state in over two decades. Um, the evidence says uh, there's some very simple, straightforward measures that uh, policymakers and school districts can take. Uh, to reduce uh, uh, sexually transmitted infections, uh, reduce teen pregnancy, and so forth, uh, and that comprehensive sex education is one way. The evidence almost demands uh, uh, that we pay attention to that. Policymakers didn't. On the other hand, um, uh, this session uh, we saw um, uh, uh, a new uh, e-cigarette uh, tax, which we know will reduce youth use. If you uh, uh, tax a tobacco or tobacco-related product more, uh, all things being equal, uh, uh, teenagers and uh, uh, other low-income individuals uh, will reduce their, their use. Uh, so baby steps forward, uh, baby steps not taken, uh, this legislative session. And what about private business? What do you see would be their responsibility 
in changing health outcomes and health factors? Uh, I think uh, a recognition uh, to start with that uh, health is more than just uh, uh, providing a good uh, paycheck and uh, health insurance coverage, but there are factors, uh, again, not only outside uh, clinical walls, but outside the walls of businesses that are influential uh, to health. I think one role for business, maybe it's indirect, uh, is um, uh, supporting, again, policy measures that we know are grounded in, in evidence and uh, 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 demanding, uh, for example, that uh, our, our tax dollars are used to address those um, uh, items, uh, maybe as an example there. Yeah, in business, it would be safety. I mean, having people mm-hmm. in a safe environment. Again, we go back to the smoking. That's not a safe environment, and yet mm-hmm. the casinos um, haven't changed that much. And I if I remember correctly, and I've been in Reno for quite a while, we had a smoke-free casino for a little while. But I don't think that it... Uh... Well, maybe a topic for another uh, podcast. Uh, I think that will change uh, when uh, there there is no uh, gray zone uh, on who can and cannot uh, allow smoking in a business. Uh, Colorado, for example, uh, just passed a unilateral ban uh, on smoking uh, several years ago. Uh, and if all have to play by that same set of rules, it's not a disadvantage to one property uh, versus another, uh, as would be the case here. I think they will all have to go smoke-free uh, or not. Uh, right, yeah. I'm not sure other. how we'll get there either. I'm not sure how we'll get there either. But I, I, would, I would point out, though, that resistance to... Um, uh, whether it's smoke-free venues or uh, tobacco taxes and so forth, um, uh, it's it's very important to uh, recognize the degree to which uh, 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 tax revenues from those products are are baked into uh, our policymaking process and inhibit lawmakers uh, from taking steps uh, that we know will improve health. Um, uh, uh, there's a, a uh, fiscal estimates of uh, what uh, amount of tax revenue would be lost if we raise the a- legal age of a purchase of a tobacco product from 18 to 21. It's in the tens of millions, okay? So uh, that if we do take that uh, uh, step uh, as a state, we better recognize that there will be a short-term hit uh, to a state budget that's built on tobacco taxes for 18 to 21-year-olds. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and that's... That's the fine line that we cross here in the state of Nevada, the casinos and the revenue and what we do from a health and safety issue for people. But I think it's interesting, though, that, uh, you know, there's there's a business case for a smoke free environment. Uh, I remember speaking with uh, a manager of a restaurant uh, right after the smoking ban uh, uh, was implemented. It was less than a year uh, in place. And he said uh, that among his uh, uh, 50 uh, workers that he managed, five smoke uh, uh, and uh, were not happy with the new (laughs) uh, change in in law, but uh, the other 45 uh, were thrilled. And they were also um, um, uh, putting in fewer sick days and uh, fewer doctor visits and so forth so that... uh, Again, there's a business case for a lot of these public health measures that we that are I, I don't know more than just public health. Um, I know that that's a word that we hear a lot of. We have public health programs. We have public health departments. I know a lot of people get degrees in public health. Mm-hmm. How does that correlate with with what this report is trying to tell us? Where does that fit? Well, I think a couple of uh, uh, kind of a uh, 
a couple of things to start off that discussion. We should recognize uh, that uh, what we spend on public health, and what I'm referring to here is uh, kind of a narrow set of public health services provided by uh, state and local uh, agencies, such as the Washoe County Health District or the State Health Division, uh, that that spend, spending across all counties is relatively minuscule in Nevada compared to other states. So uh, core uh, public health activities such as disease surveillance, um, uh, community health uh, improvement programs, whether they're um, uh, helping um, uh, adults uh, navigate uh, housing and health care services uh, or immunization programs and so forth. Um, we, we spend uh, pennies on the dollar uh, compared to uh, uh, the national, national averages. And the, the differences between Nevada and most other states is uh, pretty, pretty striking. It was, that is, we re- ironically, we rely uh, quite heavily on the federal government. Uh, for uh, funding and underwriting public health services, uh, state general fund support uh, in Nevada is is again pretty pretty miserly. Uh, all things uh, being equal. So, what county do you believe in the state of Nevada we should focus on that needs <laughs> the most? Well, not I, help, but where they need they need support. Well, I think what would be interesting would be to take uh, any one of these handful of uh, rural counties at the uh, kind of the bottom of the rankings each year. Uh, Lion, Nyan, Mineral uh, really stand out. They are they are typically at the bottom of the heap every time these rankings come out, and uh, but I think would provide interesting opportunities uh, for some uh, uh, interventions. Uh, targeting the health behaviors and conditions that we've uh, talked about uh, so far. So whether it's uh, smoke-free policies for indoor areas, um, uh, school breakfast programs, uh, improving places for physical activity, uh, addressing uh, youth uh, access to alcohol, tobacco, e-cigarettes. Small communities actually provide uh, kind of good uh, opportunities to uh, uh, introduce targeted uh, interventions and changes in policy and then see what those uh, outcomes look like over the next, uh, say, two or three or four uh, years of uh, these reports as they come out. Is one of the factors that they're isolated now in Lyon, we have Silver Springs and Dayton, Dayton close to Carson City, uh, Silver Springs also, and to Fernley, but you have Nye County and Mineral that are pretty isolated. Is that a part of the equation? Isolation is a, is a big part of that. Uh, but I would I would uh, uh, point out though that uh, there there are just some uh, enduring, uh, <laughs> lack of a better word, social and cultural uh, uh, factors. Uh, I think at, at play there. Uh, uh, Mineral County, for example, has uh, been historically dependent uh, on the, the uh, uh, military base uh, down there. And as that uh, base is uh, pulled out, you've uh, not necessarily seen other uh, uh, business and industry uh, take the place. So uh, it's a community that's uh, uh, comparatively poor um, by most standards, and that's reflected in poor health outcomes. So let's move over for a few minutes on mental health because I know, I know your rankings include mental health, mental health services, uh, people that suffer from mental health issues, 
Uh, and certainly that can be depression, loneliness, the elderly and loneliness. Where does that fit into this uh, to this report? Well, I do like the fact that the the report uh, does include some uh, mental health outcomes in its uh, uh, measures, and uh, these are typically subjective uh, reports on poor mental health days in the past thirty uh, days and so forth. Uh, but that we know are uh, they're closely closely tied to physical health outcomes. Uh, I, I don't think there's much. Uh, dispute uh, about the importance or the connection between uh, things like mental health and physical health outcomes, uh, vision, dental services, and so forth that we don't traditionally think of um, uh, as as uh, driving health. Uh, but I think there's a, 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 a important recognition in a state uh, like Nevada that is across the board dealt with uh, abnormally high levels of suicide and um, uh, uh, mental health uh, outcomes. Uh, I think that's been given uh, uh, added urgency with uh, the uh, opioid crisis, but would point out that we've dealt with substance abuse issues as long as we've been a state. And so um, uh, I I think what you'll see, uh, and I always want to point out, is uh, poor uh, mental health uh, outcomes and indicators uh, in Nevada in general, so that even uh, a county that may be doing well uh, on mental health compared to uh, a Nye or Lyon or Mineral County, uh, they're still uh, above above national averages in in most cases. I don't know if that made sense. Well, sure. Um, we <laughs> have so many social factors here yeah. that add to isolation, loneliness, mm-hmm. mental health. Uh, we have many things that contribute to that. One of them, though, is not enough mental health providers. I think that's part of it, but boy, I would I would also just uh, point out that uh, uh, things like transiency, uh, they've been with Nevada for a long time, so that it's um, uh, you, you see in, in in Nevada, for example, uh, in most communities, uh, particularly urban communities, uh, the majority of residents uh, didn't grow up in Las Vegas or Reno. It's true. They didn't grow up in in, in Nevada. They have come from some other uh, other place. Not so much in rural counties. You see more native Nevadans and uh, uh, native residents of uh, those those communities. But it's it's really striking how many people uh, again uh, uh, come to Nevada only to move on. Uh, and we're very different uh, than, uh, say, for example, Utah, uh, that does not have the social isolation or the, that lack of uh, community that you find in Nevada. And you buy a new house in Reno, the first thing you do is uh, you put up fences and go sit in your backyard. Uh, sure. we, there's so many things sure. ab- about uh, social life here that are not conducive to feeling connected uh, in a community. Well, we do programs, so many programs at Access to Health Care, for seniors, and that's one of the things that we're really looking at mm-hmm. in our uh, aging disability resource centers is the isolation and the loneliness of the seniors yes. and not getting out and having no communication with people and having no connection with people. Uh, it seems like we're, as the baby boomers get older, we're moving into m- many, many more people over 70 who just are by themselves mm-hmm. and don't have anyone to help people, them. People living longer, uh, uh, outliving their friends and family uh, in some instances. Uh, but uh, I, I would say that social isolation is uh, go- going to be uh, continue to be a big issue in thinking about 
uh, aging and health and geriatric health uh, and so forth. But you see some good uh, community efforts. Um, the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute is a really good example of of um, uh, targeting uh, older uh, residents of our communities uh, uh, in a way that uh, brings them together, whether it's continuing education or trips uh, out into the community uh, and so forth. Uh, it's, a, it's a recognition that uh, there are ways we can combat uh, social isolation. So as we conclude this time on the health outcomes for the state of Nevada, is there any strategy that you think that you'd like to let people know that you think coming out of this report would be really important in the next year? Well, I, th I think that uh, what reports like this do a, a very good job of and the way I like to uh, think about them and use them is um, uh, let's take stock of, <laughs> of the bad news, and that is uh, areas uh, where we might have a high smoking rate or a food desert or so forth, uh, but be thinking about policies and uh, interventions uh, we might deploy now uh, so that we can assess uh, a potential change two or three years down the road. And so uh, knowing that this report will come out uh, uh, each year, uh, is actually uh, uh, kind of an impetus uh, for us to uh, uh, target and implement uh, what we know works uh, and then, uh, like I said, take stock down the road uh, with the next iteration of the report. Well, thank you, Dr. Packham. This has been very interesting. We've been listening to Dr. John Packham, Associate Dean, Office of Statewide Initiatives, University of Nevada, Reno School of Medicine, and we've been talking about the 2019 Nevada County Health Rankings Report. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For a list of future podcasts, go to accesstohealthcare.org slash podcast.